Hello and welcome to Is Many as a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who wishes he was a level 10 wizard. Josh Hemo, I have literally been stuck on level 9 for like 8 years. It is the worst. You need to get the guidebook. Not even with the guidebook. I just need a better teacher, I think, is what it is. <laughs> so, uh, yourself? You need a better person than yourself? Yeah, exactly. I haven't <laughs> learned how to turn myself into ice cream yet. That's the final <laughs> The final, final stage? The final stage, yeah. <laughs> the real question is, how do you get yourself back from ice cream? That's level 11. I, haven't, I can't even dream about getting there. <laughs> All right. So this is our podcast where we watch an episode of SpongeBob and discuss little life lessons that we can learn from our yellow spongy friend and all his wonderful aquatic buddies under the sea where downwards wetter and better. Take it from me. Disney <laughs> is going to sue us. <laughs> They're coming. The mouse is knocking on your door. Good. Well, this <laughs> week we're watching season four, episode 16, The Thing and Hocus Pocus. Act one, The Thing. So in this act, Squidward is trying to have a nice, quiet evening without SpongeBob. And he's pleasantly surprised that SpongeBob is not around. And as soon as he sits down to watch some public television, he ends up hearing his wonderful, horrible neighbors. And they annoy him so much that he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you here in my house. You can watch TV. And I'm going to go on a bike ride. Goes on a bike ride, crashes into a cement truck, which leads to a very series of unfortunate events where he is basically in a cement cocoon. And everyone thinks that he is a wild animal monster. SpongeBob and Patrick decide to help him. He ends up in a zoo shenanigans 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 and let's just say it's not very good for squidward mm-hmm. um so i wanted to ask you josh to start mm-hmm. us off um if you turn into a mythical creature or an yeah. animal what would you turn into Ooh, that's a good question i really like phoenixes like i like the lore behind the phoenixes and just the idea you like this like firebird and shit like that mm-hmm. uh so i think something like that and the idea I can, to fly would be really cool that Loki like never dies. Yeah, yeah. Or it's yeah, you get like reborn in the ashes. And it's like a whole cycle situation. I think that's like a like a really I like like the mythology of that. You know, um, but yeah. How about you? I don't know. I didn't really give it much thought. I was like, I have a great question for Josh, but I did not think about it <laughs> one bit. You could be like a merman. No, because okay, so I was thinking <laughs> merman would be cool, but then I'm yeah. like, there's so much creep in the ocean. Like, do you think that, but do you think that like mer people are like friends with that creepy? Sh- they have to be, right? They're like right, your neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't have to like your neighbors. You just you have to <laughs> at least tolerate them, right? But like the like, imagine going down and you're just chilling, and then you turn your head and there's one of those gigantic whale sharks, and it's like, hey Omar, how are you doing? <laughs> or like one of those creepy like deep sea fish as like. With the lights on their like head. white eyes and ghost ghost face. And you're yeah. just like, you're like, can I borrow a cup of sugar? And you're like, it's <laughs> freaking weird. So Yes, Kevin, here's your cup of sugar. Please go away. Yeah. I'll just be <laughs> I'll be like Medusa. Ooh, that's good. Like a little, yeah. <laughs> Walk around turning people into stone. <laughs> that would help me. It's, a, it's already hard to look at you enough right now. Exactly. I'm yeah. already halfway there. <laughs> uh speaking of like snakes and stuff. Nice. I like how the episode started off with like Squidward's weird eye poking out <laughs> of the uh, door, and then he like slithers around uh, Sp- SpongeBob's yard and stuff. 
I really, I just like, it's a weird side of Squidward that I haven't seen before. Cause that kind of behavior I've definitely seen with like SpongeBob's done that slithering stuff before. That's why I liked it because yeah. he, we've seen SpongeBob do the exact same thing in the Squidward where he like, like it makes that little like uh penny whistle noise. Like, Ooh, yeah. and he's like going up like uh, the pineapple and stuff. Um, So it was nice seeing Squidward kind of get his, his little uh penny whistle moment. I guess. Yes. Um, I also like that he sits back. He when he like relaxes, he sits back and like drinks a juice box. Do you think it's actually juice box? Or do you think it's wine? Well, it could be wine because they come with wine in boxes, little boxes, right? <laughs> I've recently had uh, sake in a box. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like Lucky Dog sake. I highly recommend it. Um, maybe it was an adult juice box. <laughs> and then I also like that like Kelpie G, which we've seen before, is a squid and like. I don't know. It makes me think that like squids in this universe just highly covet clarinet. Yeah. Situation. Like innately like musically talented and stuff like that. I did really like Kelpie G's music though. Yeah, it's like the nice, it's nice, it. calm, relaxing music. I I do like. I've always enjoyed that Squidward is like basically an East Coast elite, where he's like, I watch public television and stuff like that. Because like <laughs> yeah. again, like those are just like adult references that like I never got as a kid. Like. Oh, the we all know the kind of person who only listens to NPR and you know just right. does that. And like I used to be surrounded by them because I used to work at a PBS station. So like, it's really interesting to like be around those. There's educated people, and then there's pretentious educated people. So it, and, it's, and for it's me, nice like covered is that version. as a kid, like public television was like Zoom and Sesame Street and like everything that was on like PBS Kids in the morning. That's what I thought of public television. So now I'm like, oh, I understand. Like this is definitely much more of like, I guess refined isn't the word, but elite, like you said, is definitely. Yeah, yeah because like, I, again, public television has always felt, again, because it's rooted with all of us, it feels more like it's something you can trust. Yeah. Which is, again, how they deal with branding. So that's how it works. Um, I just think it's crazy that they can f- break in every single time he closes his door. And I know we've seen an episode in the past where he like tries to get a security system, but it's just always amazing to me how quickly and easily SpongeBob and Patrick are just like, poof, they're in drinking his juice boxes and like sitting on ready his couch. To watch his movies. Yeah. <laughs> I just wonder how they did it. Like, do you think it was like developed over time, or do you think there's just like innate abilities of the both to like sneak into people's places? I think it's just SpongeBob and his godlike powers, like making making them like come in and apparate or whatever. Sorry, I've been listening to a lot of Harry Potter. Yeah, (laughs) Um, they'll come in. I'm sure they'll come in the second part a lot. (laughs) But uh, no, because I think because even even somehow I had a question is like how he even sneaks into the zoo, right? Because him and Patrick are able to sneak into the zoo at night. I'm just like, this is how, how do they manage this? Do they just like hide out in the bathroom until <laughs> no one else was around? They scale the walls of the zoo? I don't know. You, you got to leave it to the mystery. The mystery. The thief, the thief <laughs> has to keep their secrets. Um, <laughs> I do think it's interesting as you get later and later into SpongeBob that they sw- start becoming like self-referential like they started yeah. like where he's just like oh we're gonna enhance it and he does like the imagination like um like Movement, gesture hand yeah. yeah and like i think it's gonna be interesting as we move forward through these seasons to see the different like callbacks like yeah, yeah. Like, yeah and like again it's like i'm like we I talked about it last time where we don't really hear I'm ready a lot, but like it's always been SpongeBob's catchphrase. 
Yeah. And it, I feel like it's weird because it doesn't really actually, he doesn't say it. It's not like he's like, he does something funny and he goes, I'm ready. And then he like laugh track, you know? That's what I think it's like, I, we did talk about it last time. I was like, there, there's a lot more iconic stuff within the first three seasons that I think established what we as like a society come to know as SpongeBob. Like mm-hmm. the I'm ready, the imagination, all those like little jokes and stuff are what we understand SpongeBob to be. So it's interesting, like looking at this now and being like, none of the, I don't like to be like fair, like anything in season four, I'm like, none of this is really cemented in SpongeBob culture. Like there's been moments that we've talked about and yeah. seen, but nothing of it is like iconic in any way. And they're right? not moments in the terms of like, when you watch, when you see like imagination, you're like, Oh, that's a, a moment cemented in my brain or when they're blowing the bubbles at the bubble sand, like those are moments like stop on your like right foot. Don't forget it like that stuff. Right. Um, but what's weird is like all the stuff that we know from these episodes. Now it's always, it's not, it's all because of meme culture. Yeah. It's not because of like, Oh, this episode is so hilarious. It's because of meme culture that has sprouted around SpongeBob. And I think honestly, that's what keeps alive so much. Yeah. I think so too. It's the power of memes. (laughs) It's just, it's just funny. It's just funny to see like how after the movie things stop becoming so iconic. And yeah. I, I, I didn't, I guess honestly didn't expect that to yeah. be fair. You know, I thought the movie would bring more momentum to it. Yeah. So let's talk about, speaking of momentum, poor Squidward and his, <laughs> and his constant, constant bike ride mishaps. Uh, I, and I don't know. I only really see it when he's riding that uh, the the standing bike or not like yeah. a recumbent bicycle or whatever. And just the fact that he like basically falls in cement and like dung and coral and he gets stung by a jellyfish, which I still don't understand. Okay, if you're fully cemented, how can anything hurt you? It can't, right? That's it shouldn't be able like, to. Except maybe his eyeballs. Well, I think the whole point was it that when... They stung him, right? Did it actually hurt him or did it just harden the cement was but, the purpose of but that? But even later on in the episode, like SpongeBob steps on him. Oh, uh, like, yeah, and it still hurts it. Yeah. They like slap him. Gary scratches the <laughs> out of him. Maybe it's just like some <laughs> cement, you know? <laughs> but not Wasn't... enough that he gets out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I when... just like, can you imagine that? Like being stuck in cement like that for like forever? Oh, God. When he says fi- day five, I think I'm hungry, <laughs> tired, and lost. One, how do you get lost when you've literally, like, you didn't fall far. No. And he was close enough that, to Jellyfish that, like, he at least was in Jellyfish Fields. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I always think it's I think weird just, when they get lost. I'm like, it's, you're literally not, I don't know. It's like saying you get lost your entire in life. Yeah. <laughs> like, even I was, know? like, outside of the outskirts of Tucson, I'd be like, okay, well, here are the mountains. I'm just going to go the opposite direction of these mountains. Exactly. Um, But one big question I had to ask you was, do you think Squidward in that cocoon? Oh, I didn't even think about that. He had to, right? He had to pee. At least pee his pants that. a little. Yeah. I don't know. Because when he said day Ugh. five, I was like, like he probably extra smells. And yeah. Like, I was going to say, that's it add to the smelly bit of it. <laughs> I do like uh, the little bit where like he smells the smell and then he pulls his tie and it like uh, flushes, flushes out his, all his tears. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do like the little animations for that. Um, I thought it was funny when they both try to keep Squidward as a pet, you know, and I didn't really get a lot of small lessons from these, uh, both these part actually, mm-hmm. but one of the first small lessons is like, 
and we've, I think we've had this one before, but uh, like be weary of wild animals. They're so willing to take this in, like mm-hmm. this new foreign creature and be like, I'm going to treat it just like any other pet, which is another thing. Like when you're bringing in new pets to your home, you have to do it like in a controlled way. Yeah. Because I think just letting Gary just hop right on smelly and like tear him <laughs> up. I was like, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I also put uh, don't take in wild animals or like if, if you're going to take in an animal, know how to care for it before you take yeah. it. Yeah. And that goes with like even animals you can buy. Like I know some people, they buy hedgehogs and technically you're not supposed to bathe hedgehogs or something like that. No, no. I'm thinking it's like of a chinchilla. dirt bath. I'm thinking yeah. about chinchillas. Chinchillas, you have to do that. They have to be in like dust or some shit like yeah. that. Um, also, I put invest in better locks so that way he, people don't break <laughs> into your house. Yeah. Um, and the big one I put <laughs> is demilitarize the police. Oh my gosh. It was this is so wild. Like so we've had a lot of like discussion about how like in Bikini Bottom, like the police are pretty shitty and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the law enforcement in this episode was so over the top. It was like a whole riot squad for like animal control. Yeah. Abolish police. Yeah, there you goes go. Down, goes down to it. <laughs> no, it was so bad. And then like they're they're so rough with him. And I put another thing was be kind to animals. Just uh, like if you can. <laughs> they just had were coming in there with like guns of blazing for like an animal control situation i was like this is wild that they're even doing this even like when patrick and spongebob break into the zoo they like had a whole helicopter a whole swat team ready to attack them i was like this is is crazy i i really like was just drawn to the chaos that is spongebob's life in this act he goes from like literally just like squeezing out sand from his body in a really gross way to having a wild animal as a pet and then deciding to break out that wild animal from the zoo and then going through the fucking sewers with him and just like then being like discovering a whole new species. Yeah. Right? New, well, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're going to jump into that in a little second. But like discovering a whole new species and then just being like, OK, I'm going to go home. now. That's it. And like even even more so, like the fact that like Patrick just went along with the ride the entire time. Yeah, but I did like, like the little. Shits. No, I did like the little moment when they break in the zoo and he like uh, Spongebob like very expertly climbs down on that rope. I feel like like I was impressed by that. Mm-hmm. And Patrick's like, you're my hero. I was like, that's good. <laughs> and then Patrick proceeds to get extremely Cut. stuck. Yeah. It's very D&D-esque where like one person makes the role and the rest of the like the party just screws up. Yeah, gets um, caught and falls down. <laughs> um, But I also like want to talk about those weird species unknown yeah i'll just say other smellies because i don't think they're smelly but i it just makes them easy to identify yeah is are they ancestors to squidward they like Hmm. prehistoric squidward because they like smooth jazz or is it some weird powerful thing that like that's how Kelpie G gets his meat? I think magic. that's what I like to that's where I like to believe. I like to that the fact that Kelpie G is out in the middle of this like weird forest, right? Under forest. Yes. Who though he really knows where they ended up, right? Yeah. That he's just playing a concert for these like weird creatures that no one has ever seen before. I feel like it's 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 either like some weird cult situation that Kelpie G has developed. <laughs> or like you said, it's the way that he's been like Feeding his powers that way he can play so well. Feeding his powers, paying tribute to the ancestors or something like some type of god, god situation. It's just like some wick, uh, like Wicker Man situation or whatever. <laughs> but hey, at least Squidward got a free concert. That's true. I do wonder what happened to Squidward afterwards. He jammed out. 
break time. Um, okay, so for this bubble break, uh, I thought we'd make it some magic, you know, make it magical for us, uh, especially since Act 2 is all about that. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to ask you, and we can discuss it, if there's like some sort of type of magic that was real, like based off a book or like a TV show or a movie, uh, what do you think would be, what do you think would be your go-to and why, why would you pick that? Okay, so my, I'm in between right now and it's just because I've been listening to a lot of Harry Potter. Yeah. The convenience of like the, that type of magic. Cause I feel like there's so many loopholes that like JK Rowling leaves in the books and like, why can't we just do this or do that? But the one I'm leaning for, if you agree that it's magic is uh bending i wish bending was real i really like yeah i would agree that's magic because like for me it's that universe is magic especially with avatar the last airbender coming back out i i just think that that kind of it there's so much lore a little bit behind it it's a little bit better fleshed out and like the fact that i like as a person could like produce like fire or like move earth it like I think in the modern world, it would create chaos, especially with the way people behave and yeah. with the way we are. But I think it'd still be really cool. Yeah. I think you could say the same thing with any kind of magic, though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely. Constantly catch it. I, I like the idea of bending, though. Like, on a, like, it's not what I would choose, but I like the idea of bending. I've always liked it as a personal thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's very attached to, like, your background and like your family and stuff like that and that's i think it's like really cool also like personality way. and like yeah. there's actual ability that you can like get better at and stuff like that and even I, like subtypes within each bending like depending on the person and stuff like that right which is really cool the only reason i said harry potter is mostly because one i'm really familiar with it and two it's just like they have like a government in place to protect yeah. people from poorly used magic which, like, again, like, I'm not for, like, government, but the idea of, like, a whole regulated situation where they're like, okay, uh, this person actually accidentally exploded their arm. Let's uh, get them a new arm. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> a robot hand or something. A little robot arm. Yeah. It's a magical robot arm. What about you? What, what magic you got? I definitely, like, Harry Potter comes to the fir very first thing that comes to mind. I think it's just because it's so accessible. And, like, mm -hmm. growing up with it, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I play around like having fake duels and stuff with my brother and sister or whatever nerd <coughs> yeah <laughs> sneeze um but i think along the same lines I, like i think magicians actually i like magicians magic a lot oh like the show magicians on yeah, sci-fi yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. the worst magic you could pick why not to talk about your magic there's no rules to it, Josh. It doesn't make sense. I don't sense. care about the rules. Like, I think it's just the way that it works, like, is fun. Like, I, I, I liked it because, like, it's, it has the same idea of, like, that um, it's personal to you in some way. Mm -hmm. Like, they each had a discipline, but then you can branch out and still use other kind of magic and stuff. But it was very much, like, based on you and your personality. And, like, I don't know. It felt a lot more personable, yeah. I guess, to me. Yeah. For me, that what frustrates me is and you and I have had this conversation off of the podcast this is just, I feel like in magicians, there's always something more powerful New. randomly. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think like thinking more like the first couple of episodes is like season one of magicians when they first get to like break bills and then like, it actually all this makes cool sense. magic. Yeah. Like it's all this different kind of things you can do. Like I'd like, I always like that idea, you know? So I'm trying to think of other magic worlds that are like mainstream. I don't know. I don't read as much as I used to anymore, so yeah. I get I get real bummed out. 
about about what <laughs> what to uh what to do with magic because i know like there's like there's like disney magic stuff right like elsa whatever had like frozen magic or whatever yeah. there's like disney princesses like had the ability like summon animals some of them are simply like that right right yeah and also like do we consider like superheroes magic i don't know i think you know? superpowers are a different line right i think magic mm-hmm. has its own set of rule or, or maybe not in all case rules but it's like it's considered magic right because i think there's like i don't know i never read artemis fell but i think artemis fell has some magic stuff in it too right yeah oh like artemis fell magic's not too bad it's very like it's very natural uh which i like it's it's very much like oh we we are magical beings we give to the earth and then from there and then like later on like there's a there's a character in there that kind of blends science and magic Mm, and i okay. like i like the idea of blending those two that's like, like very D esque to me yeah for yeah. me i really enjoy i like the idea that science is magic you yeah. know like i i've always enjoyed that kind of like take on magic because it's like oh that's something quantifiable and you can figure it out and you can learn it and do it yeah but it, there's like a natural phenomenon that makes sense it's not just like bullshit randomness i think there's right? a lot more like nerdy stuff out there that has like um like what is it called steampunk stuff like i like yeah it includes a lot of magic and science to it too and like i know alchemy like full metal alchemist is mm-hmm. like that's actually i would pick that one too as a like magic thing like the innate ability to do some sort of because again very personal i guess like it's like the idea it's like it's a personal trait yeah. of yours that it happens but it also includes some sort of science there's a lot of science behind it all even though it is basically magic but yeah i just like i like imagining a world where like things are really easy to do just because like someone's like oh here we go act two hocus pocus so spongebob is watching tv and he sees an infomercial for uh mr magic's mystic magic kit and of course spongebob is all about that and decides to get one uh, so four weeks, four to, or was it four to six weeks pass by and he finally gets one in the mail and he decides to go start testing out uh, some of the magic tricks. So he, uh, go ahead and goes over to Squidward who doesn't want to be bothered, but he does it anyways. And in the middle of the magic trick while trying to figure out Squidward sneaks away onto a bus and a ice cream cone falls in place of him. That looks very much like him. And so SpongeBob thinks he's actually done some real magic. And has turned Squidward into a ice cream cone. So shenanigans happen, and he tries to get Squidward back to his normal state. And eventually, Squidward returns back to his house, and uh, SpongeBob thinks he accomplished it. Which, at the very end, he actually does cast some magic, which is very impressive. Very, very impressive. Uh, so I wanted to ask you to do our act two discussion. Uh, did you ever buy any of the ass scene on TV stuff? Um, I think I got suckered into. I'm not really like, like ordered. Like I've never yeah. had the experience of calling a number and ordering and getting stuff because my parents would never. Um, now they probably would, but back then never. But um, the two things I remember is like the head scratchers, which I know mm-hmm. used to be like an as seen on TV. Now they're a lot more common. And then I got suckered into sea monkeys. Sea monkeys once. Really. Yeah, How did that at, happen? Yeah, at Ross, I got suckered into sea monkeys. Oh. We just like we saw them, and I was like, "I want sea monkeys," and they didn't do anything. Ross, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, those are dangerous places. You just <laughs> they have all yeah. that stuff that you're like, "I don't really need this, but I'm gonna definitely buy this." One thing now that I want to try are like um, 
two things those like things like those metal bands that go like in like ankle sleeves or whatever that like supposedly help you like like a copper copper band yeah like a copper like the copper bands yeah um just because i want to try them out see if if there's anything behind it because i don't i'm too lazy to actually google it to figure things out um and then the other thing is like the green pans Mm -hmm. or like the copper pans that supposedly you can like nothing sticks to it like one of those but uh, my uh, my family actually buy a set of those, and they actually work pretty well. Nice. Yeah. I wonder if it works better than what I have already, because I have like a T-Fowl pan mm. or whatever. Maybe. What about you? Ever bought anything from the TV? I didn't, but as a kid, I remember watching, I would watch those commercials all the time with like my yeah. mom and be like, oh my gosh, we should get that. That's so cool. We should get that. And she'd always make fun of me. She's like, you're going to lose so much money as an adult. Like you're just gonna buy all this crap and you're gonna have it all in your house. You're not gonna need any of it, and none of it really works. And like, I thank God that she instilled that in me because like now I don't like fall for any of that stuff. Like, because there's times when you're just like scrolling through Amazon or whatever, and you're like, this is kind of cool. I can get this, especially like on the today deals. But I'm like, very much now, like, no, this is my money. I'm not gonna spend it on this like weird frivolous thing. Two things I wanted really bad: zoo books, zoo books, yeah, okay, and uh, a fushigi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those like contact juggling balls. Like I wanted one of those. Like, I always thought or, like or even those little like uh balloons, like the air balloons, you just like blow them up and they look like sharks or whatever. You're like hover discs, that's what they used to call them. I remember oh, yeah. they look like UFOs yeah. and you could just like throw them in. or air hogs when they used to not be sold in stores, they used to only be sold like on TV. I remember seeing like the Flexil, whatever it was before Flexil, like the the putty tape or whatever. I was like, oh my gosh, we could use this around the house. I would love this. A lot of stuff was like the cooking stuff like i remember the slap whatever the slap chop slap chop yeah i was like oh my gosh i would love this this sounds so cool a lot of people have slap chop now like as now an adult i'm very things. against slap chop even yeah. though my mom uses it for like dicing onions and tomatoes for like salsas and stuff for like a lot of people because now i'm just like just use a knife yeah it's so much faster to just use a knife and you don't have to wash it yeah now that i'm washing a lot of things i'm like why does anyone not just use a knife because you just right. if you it's get so really good at cutting uh, then you get really good at like dicing onions and you can do all the other stuff. And I find like even like every day I try to practice my knife work to try to make it a little bit quicker. Mm. And like I cry a lot less when I cut onions now and it's nice. Like, it's a lot easier. Look at you. To just have a nice chef. just to have a nice <laughs> sharp knife. And I like if I went to culinary school and they looked at my cuts, they probably would be like, these are trash. But yeah. like <laughs> for me to eat at home, it's more than enough. Who cares? It's probably yeah. better than an 50% of the people out there. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what I hope for. <laughs> yeah. Uh speaking of practicing and stuff, uh I think it's so funny that SpongeBob like chooses the one person who's like the most uncooperative to like practices magic. And my favorite thing about this episode wasn't all the magic stuff, but it was like Squidward's face. As oh, I, as... I wrote that too. I was yeah. like this sequence <laughs> the sequence from when he's like uh low fat seaweed crisp or whatever, brine yeah. soda. And then from then on, every face that he makes with SpongeBob is just hilarious. It's just he's so defeated. And like, I can't like, I, again, I always talk about like Squidward being one of my favorite characters because of like how relatable this is. But that face, I have felt that so many times in my life. <laughs> I'm surprised I, ha- I have not seen that memed. We need to no. bring that face to the world. We need to go Maybe that's what will we'll go we'll viral. <laughs> yeah. You should post that as our, a promo for that week. That's good. That makes things easier for me. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that one. It's a good, yeah. it's a, it's just such it's a so great good. face. Yeah, it's so relatable. It's like, it's, and again, like we talked about it before this, the animation, some of the like 
moments and phases that they have in this season are so good. And this is by far my favorite Squidward face. Another really seen. good face that kind of slips by is the dad in the car with his son as he's like crying. He makes his like eyes. this face. And I wrote down as like his face looks like it was drawn like uh, uh, I think it's Joaquin Vasquez, the guy who draws Invader Zim. Uh-huh. It feels like that. Like it looks like it's if darker, they got right? Dib's face, they put it on whatever Frank I think is his name or whatever yeah. that fish is. <laughs> But like it's so like foreboding and like scary as he like looks at his kid and he's just like, why don't you just eat your ice cream? How ungrateful is that child? You complain about ice cream flavors. Pistachio is a good flavor. They're kids, you know. They don't know mm-hmm. what they got. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that whole that whole sequence, all the faces that Squidward makes, and then he just like bounces straight to that bus. He's like, I'm gonna get out of here. He literally says, "Just take me anywhere but here, please." Yeah. Um. I wonder where Even he went. like right right before that face where he like because I think you and I are thinking of the same face where like SpongeBob hands him the card. And his and, yeah. And his like face is like Murr. Yeah. And there's another moment right before that where his eye twitches. And that is also like a great moment. Like everything in that sequence is just I like again, if you've never seen this episode, just skip to this second half and watch SpongeBob like start his magic trick. And it's the best because like the little animation frames you can get out of it are just I, I, I think ideal. that this this episode out of like because there's been like a lot of fillers in season four and I definitely think like both these parts are fillers nothing like big crazy stuff happens in them other just like big shenanigans and stuff yeah I think this episode is my favorite that I've seen like it's just so much yeah. fun there's so much like so much chaos that happens Squidward's again Squidward's face was amazing. But the whole like journey with the ice cream cone and everything they go through is just so wild to me, right? And you have you and I have like discussed this before. I think that the episodes where there's the most like location changes are the ones that are most entertaining because you see yeah. more and more of the world. Yeah. Um. I even like was cracking up at the beginning with the commercial where he's just like, "Are you boring?" And he's like, "Yes, yes, I am." He's, are you called dull or drab or palate? Uh, Plat- platitudinous platitudinous i guess and that's another good face that he makes too they zoom in on his face and he's like his teeth are like mm, and like yeah. shiny above him i was like that was good that was funny <laughs> just looks stupid yeah <laughs> and then like the he's like well, i can teach you with the magic of magic <laughs> <laughs> i don't know um all that part is really great um yeah another crazy thing is why does no one notice that spongebob's gone for four to six weeks what happened know. to Gary during that time? Even more important is what the mailman says later when he's mailing it. He puts the he puts these like one magic kit and another one of these yellow things. So this happens multiple times with SpongeBob that he gets he like mails himself to his own house. And he ripped off that entire mailbox and threw it into yeah. the, the mail shoot. Also, I think it's really weird that they have I guess this happens in real life that they have a mailbox in front of the post office. Yeah, I have a mailbox hours. in front of mine. Yeah. But the um, fact that the whole mail, bo- the whole mail, the post office itself is like a whole mailbox, right? Or yeah. like a little box full of mail, which is funny. I also like that the magic kit has the beard of Rasputin. Yeah. <laughs> and like Rasputin, apparently back in the day, like people used to say that he was just like a crazy drunk that could never die and like had a giant. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like part of the lore that like a lot of people like have talked to Rasputin. He's like he'd always be naked or something like that. I remember I, I forgot I mean, what podcast for I was listening <laughs> to, but I just think it's hilarious that like they slipped that. Like obviously, I don't think they're mentioning that specifically. No, but, like, the beard of Rasputin, who's like supposedly cursed all the like the Romanovs or whatever. Yeah, I only know that from Anastasia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate at all. 
the big <laughs> thing apparently is google that on your incognito google rasputin big dick and let me know what you see you're not at work find that subreddit <laughs> <laughs> did you ever practice magic like did you ever get like a little magic kit and everything like that okay order of things i wanted to be when i grew up as yeah. a child magician was number one uh marine biologist number two Everyone wants to be a marine biologist. After that, it was it's all a blur. It's all a mix of random things. But I used to watch this show, and I, I we might have talked about it here on the podcast. But the Mass Magician, uh-huh. where this guy it was like a ex magician, he just showed everyone how the tricks were done. And I used to think it was the most fascinating thing. I still think it's fascinating. I tried watching it again because it's on Netflix. Yeah, and um, it's just not as good because it's like for me, it's like so slow of a show. I just like I just want to see the tricks. Mm-hmm. Like if someone. Maybe I'll do that. I'll start a TikTok. I'll get all the mass magician. And I'll just put it like the punchline, the setup and the punchlines in the in the TikToks. There you and go. then get sued for copyright infringement. <laughs> but no, I always like wanted to do magic, but I yeah. didn't. no one ever has the discipline for magic. It's like you have to be a certain kind of kid. I feel that's that's fair. I would get like the dollar store, like the Dollar Tree would have like the little magic cards, stacking or, like, cups or whatever, or stuff like that. Yeah, so I used to like pick those up because their family's like, "Here's the Dollar Store, and I can get like one stupid little toy if you want." And I would get like the cards that like are shaped in a way so you can do the magic that they like stick out or whatever. And I thought that was always really cool. Yeah, magic is something I always wanted to be good at. That and like pickpocketing, I think they yeah. go kind of hand in hand. Because like a magician, I feel like in a card game would be a nightmare. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, and I I would like to be that person, just to have that skill is what I want. Um, what do you think about this whole brown tile road to Mister Magic's like? You mean this Wizard of Oz ripoff? The blatant <laughs> ripoff of Wizard of Oz, which again adds to the chaos of this episode. We just go to such a weird place, right? We start off with a commercial. Then with Squidward, and then like we're at like he's on dates with this ice cream cone, basically, and then we go into this whole Wizard of Oz situation out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, which I th- I really liked, enjoyed the reference, and I enjoy how they did it too, where it's just like Patrick <laughs> finds him, he's like, "There's this guy. Why is he copying literally everything Mr. Magic is saying?" <laughs> it's just like, and then like they catch him because there's a wooden leg sticking out, sticking out, yeah, not because of his actual leg. It's like a fake wooden leg, yeah. Which is a nice little like sight gag that like completely is oblivious like throughout the whole thing. <laughs> but um, I do like I have... how it all wraps up in that whole little bit with Horace B. Magic being like, I'm doing it all for the money. And it's like clearly a very like ap- anti-capitalist theme where SpongeBob's like, you're destroying all the magic and all this. This is all meant to be whatever. And all you're doing is taking money from it. <laughs> yeah, I put that as a small lesson is business people only care about money. Uh, business and corporations uh, like destroy the magic of some things or whatever, like the the natural, like even innocence of things. Business, yeah. Big business uh, destroys. Speaking of destroying innocence, okay, so SpongeBob <laughs> brings Squidward another ice cream cone. Oh yeah. So here's the question I had for you: uh-huh. If you were an ice cream, would you f- another ice cream slash what ice cream? <laughs> wow. The answer has to be yes. You're an ice cream. What else? Yeah, hundred percent. You're gonna, gonna fuck another ice cream. That's the only way around that. I mean, and honestly, like, I feel like the porn stars of the ice cream industry are like the chocolate covered frozen bananas, right? Ah, I see. Yeah, you're you're going outside of the realm of ice cream. You're going just any. Frozen I mean, I can treat. go to the Dairy Queen and I can pick that up there, so I consider it ice cream. But if if there was an ice cream that I like, a flavor, specific flavor. 
It could be a flavor. I mean, we're this is. Do you a think hypothetical... that a Neapolitan ice cream would be a three-way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. with you, it'd be a four. Four-way. You know so maybe that's what that is. So if you're gonna go with anything, I think that'd be the fun, most fun ice cream you could possibly go with, right? If that's what I you're think, into. I think mine would be cookie dough. Those yeah. little bits gotta be good for something. <laughs> it's the little bits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, okay, here's another thing. What, ice cream would you, what kind of ice cream would you be? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of ice cream I would be. I think Rocky Road. Because like you, his... got, you got you got like the nice, like soft little squishy bits, right? That people can grab onto, but you have the other rock hard like chocolate bits in there too, you know. People need And that's hard... what you are? You're 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 a rock hard. Hawk, I'm not saying that that would be if I wanted bit. to be that. That's what I would be. But if I, <laughs> well, what would you be then? I don't. Uh... I would do tres leches or chata flavor. I'd be a specialty ice cream, artisanal. I like, I like I like coconut ice cream a lot. So if I would be anything, like, I would think coconut is pretty solid flavor. That'd be, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, but I like that he's like this, imagining that Squidward is gonna. Have fall in love suddenly or he's gonna be he's like, like a good know. little wingman right I, i'm really appreciative about spongebob in this part is that he didn't really cause the situation right but he feels like he did and he goes really out of his way to like make this ice cream cone feel at home i mean did you see the inside of that freezer it was like decked out like an actual home i don't know if his freezer's like that all the time but i think he did that special for the patrick or the squidward cone what i also think is crazy is so this entire part is very, very horny. And you yeah. brought up the good idea, like, okay, ne- Neapolitan ice cream, is that a three-way? But also, uh, that's a double scoop of, like, strawberry. Oh, yeah. Is that a three-way? I think that just means she's thick. Oh, she's curvy. Oh, yeah, she's curvy, right? <laughs> Got it. Uh, and then the other thing is, the way Patrick just licks the ice cream cone, knowing <laughs> that it's Squidward, just make his, as an adult, as a perverted adult, it makes me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking the entire time. Because I was like, Patrick, what that tongue do? <laughs> well, especially when he was on the floor, licking it off the floor. I was like, damn, you're going to town on that. That's crazy. Wumbo lesson time. Wumbo lesson. This could be pretty magical this week. Oh, pretty magical? Uh, How yeah. magical? Well, not that magical. I had actually had a hard time. I was texting you beforehand. Like, I was like, I'm going to go sit in the shower and try to come up with like a big lesson. And I actually had a hard time coming up with something just because like, not that these episodes weren't fun. Like I had a lot of fun with these episodes mm-hmm. just content wise. It wasn't like, it didn't like hit anything over the head. You were, you, know? you were thinking too hard about is Neapolitan ice cream a three way. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I was just sitting in the shower. I was like, man, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I did come up with like, I came up with two, um, and I feel like I do that a lot with these like weaker episodes. So I'm gonna go cheater. with the. You're a cheater. That's what it is. I'm a cheater. How's that cheating? You 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 switched stealing to just doing more, which I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's you're worse right. that you steal my ideas <laughs> or you just like can't come up with one good one. Maybe what I'm saying <laughs> so when you I gotta have come two, up with six I, mediocre. Honestly, ones? what I'm saying when I have when I have two is I'm just having a backup for when I do steal it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to got see it. myself seem smarter is all I'm trying to do, you know. Got it. I'm not so working harder, I'm working smarter. Um <laughs> What's I your double that, scoop? Uh, Tell me your double scoop one. I'm only gonna do the one scoop, single scoop, and it's gonna be uh appearances can be deceiving. Um nice. and in the first part, we see that very clearly with Smelly. Like Smelly wasn't like this weird creature, it was just just Squidward. Yeah, it was just Squidward. No one ever caught on to that, right? Um 
And the second part, I feel like the appearances can be deceiving happens a lot with like Mr. Magic. He wasn't really a wizard, you know, the whole Wizard of Oz situation. He was just a business guy and like the fact that he just wanted money for that. And then then, again, like the mistaken Squidward to be an ice cream cone for the entire episode. So again, like (laughs) it's just and in in real life, like I think we talked about before, like you can't judge by someone how they look all the time. You know, you don't know the circumstances where they come from. You don't know, like whatever is going on with them. You don't know how rocky those roads those ice exactly. creams have walked. <laughs> that was such a bad joke. I'm sorry. My God, it's two a.m. No, it was, I'm sorry. It was, really good. it was. It was really. It was that. Was, that was the magical part of the one bowl. It, was, was, that it was a stretch. That's what it was. Uh, but yeah, no. So that that's kind of what I got. So what what did you get? I put, and I'm. I feel pretty clever about this one. Uh-huh. Discovering the unknown can be dangerous, but also worthwhile. Wow. Yeah. How do you Look like at that? you? Yeah. But, Let's see how I justify this one. You yeah. ready? So SpongeBob, like he embraced all the unknown of Smelly and like bringing him into his home and doing that, which we kind of well, like suggested against doing. Yeah. But like he went into it and he went, to, he committed to that decision and he ended up discovering basically a whole society of these creatures, animals, <laughs> beings, aliens. I don't know what you can Bunch call of smellies. them. Yeah. All, all you know is that he discovered them, and he, he left that whole situation satisfied. Squidward, I know it was more Squidward's journey, but like SpongeBob had an adventure. Yeah, and I think it was worthwhile for him, especially all the time he spent with Patrick and the low-key time he spent with Squidward, which I'm sure once he found out would have been very stoked that that was right. the situation. And then the second half is magic. You know, SpongeBob plays with with that he's not really uh, attuned to. Um, in classic white boy fashion, I see it a lot. Like I think about it, like when white women play with like hoodoo or voodoo and all the other like indigenous practices yeah, that yeah. they should not be touching. Yep. <laughs> um, but SpongeBob decides to play with magic, and uh, he he kind of learned his lesson, I think. But he yeah. did like in the end was like he was super into it. He was like, "Wow, I like actually did magic." Yeah, and that's what's cool about it. I think with your lesson for both parts, it's just how much like. When things are unknown ever, SpongeBob very much is like a symbol of embracing that unknown and mm-hmm. just kind of going for it, which, you know, it, it could be scary sometimes to jump into like something new or try something new, you know, or, or like introduce a new person or thing in your life with like Smelly or try something new with like a new hobby with like magic. But SpongeBob goes in with his wide eyed optimism and just like if it's not for him, he figures it out eventually. Right. And he goes ham. Yeah. He every goes, single time. Ham. He yeah. leans into that. If we talked about it this entire episode, it's just chaos this entire yeah. episode. And he jumps right from level one to level 10 as fast as he can with magic. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to send us anything like some suggestions, some comments, some dirty pictures of oh, yeah. ice cream. <laughs> I don't know what that would entail. Anyways. Send us your uh, double you can... scoops, triple scoops. Yeah. <laughs> yes, send us those double scoops, those triple scoops if you want to. Your as chocolate well. covered bananas. <laughs> you, can send those to, you can send those to Josh and I on ismazepodcast.com or you can email us at ismazepodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or any other social media site where you just happen to find our logo. Um, they might be fake accounts, but you know, that's that's the hey, danger. Hey, there it. you go. There we go. <laughs> Um, and also comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, finally, 
make sure you share with your friends and your enemies because we like hearing from both of them. Um, so Josh, I decided to um, call up some buddies of mine uh, who work in on the on the black market, uh-huh. and I got a special edition SpongeBob magic kit. No way! Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm not even and- gonna ask what you had to give up to get that. But you don't want to know. I don't want to know. You have been walking with a limp, so I'm just it's a little curious, but it's fine. Yeah, it's kind of like a horcrux situation. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really want to talk about it. That's and it'd fine. be inadvisable <laughs> for me to let the listeners know how I did It'll it. Break either. the magic of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you might. It's it's a bond that I've I have with this person <laughs> that I will never undo. So uh, I'm gonna use a spell out of it. Okay. And um, hopefully it'll work. Are you All excited? Right. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Um, <clears throat> Joshua Mayonnaiseka. Oh my God, he turned into mayonnaise. Now it's time for me to go make a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs>